0: What are you doing?
1: Messing with the game. Messing with
0: the game. Yeah. You're, all actually, right. you're actually doing appropriate loud this time. I'm taking my etiquette classes, like uh, podcast cotillion. Huh? <laughs>
1: the <laughs> rain in Spain yeah.
0: stays mainly the, in the place. The small fork is on the right of my microphone. Okay. And my well, salad all wrong dish. because it should be on the left. Fuck. Ah, okay, yeah, this is enough of cold open. Cue the theme. Stop. Cue the
1: theme. Song. Once you change your.
0: Um, This is another episode of Everyone Sucks Here, and I'm your host, Brian. I'm Jerome. Yeah. What's up? How's everybody doing? I know you guys can't respond to this, but like, you know, we're just here living another day in uh, the United States. Weird things still happen. I don't fucking know. I feel like we've been frozen in time. (laughs) since, like, we started doing this podcast, like, I almost just feel like the Partigiano song should just be kicking on again. Like, we're just starting this over again. <laughs> we have a new president now, and, like, everything's supposed to be, like, different, but it's not. Everything's exactly the fucking same, but kind of worse. Well, what's different is we don't have we don't have the
1: energy of the summer heat and the movement of people's feet and all that
0: good... Slam-pones. All that good... Protest juice. Um, yeah, you don't
1: have that, and so I find myself, you know, just. But cu- you don't cu- get the up. seasonal
0: depression, though. That's no, the thing. I, don't. I do. This is my downtime. You know, this is like you know, you rise with the sun, or, I, or you rise with the moon. I rise with the sun. Uh, I don't. I don't get seasonal depression. I get like. Hey,
1: someone's actively trying to cancel you, so that'll, like, make <laughs> you spiral for a couple of <laughs> weeks.
0: Depression. Yeah, that that's was, where mine that comes That was from. good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's never fun. I don't... I just personally don't like the winter. Right. Low energy. This poor, pathetic, low-energy guy. Right. Well, I mean, as long
1: as I'm not being attacked and, like, bring on the winter, yeah. I've got a boyfriend for this so like quarantine one, oh. i was single and just soaking mad these yeah all of, mad, <laughs> mad glizzies all over town mm-hmm. and now i'm all booed up
0: it's let's do it get COVID. let's do it quarantine yeah. two. yeah surprised i didn't get covid yeah i don't know like quarantine. i don't think we're getting back together with quarantine though i think it's over i think, really think yeah i don't think the united states and quarantine are ever gonna work it out I don't think we're gonna get back together. Ooh. Right now, we're all. I say we are. People banking on the, the vaccines, dude. I have no fucking idea what people are thinking because, like, right now, statistically speaking, like coronavirus is worse than it was when we were fucking Cloroxing our groceries and shit. You know,
1: Ooh, I'm. I, you're right. Ooh, I'm not going back to that. Because no, like, I I did that one time and I was like, look, I'll starve. Yeah, like, I do honestly, this every time. I
0: mean, everybody gave up on that patience real quick, and like everybody just kind of gave up on like considering it i don't know man no i
1: think i think at least on the surface people are just like turning down invites to stuff because they're just like look i think i am gonna hunker down a little bit and like as much as within my power, try to bubble up.
0: You know. Yeah, I've seen so that. in the That's last, something like, week decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like when Thanksgiving was rolling around and everybody was starting to get on the horn a little bit louder and just be like, uh, "Hey, this is getting kind of out of control again." Mm-hmm. But let's circle back to coronavirus because that's going to be the big theme of this episode. And let's just let's just go through what else is happening in, in this fucking, yeah, sure. I don't know, nightmare year that we're all. Wow, dude, this is such a fucking weird thing, man. Literally, like, I feel like no progress has been made. Like, all I hear is Matthew McConaughey and True Detective. So, Time's flat circle, d This is a world where nothing is solved.
1: If no progress is being made, then nothing is lost on me ignoring everything and just going back <laughs> into my own personal bubble. Because I'm just like, <laughs> if nothing has changed when I stick my head up out of the ground, and I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Uh, you remind, let me know when something's happening. I right? think I'm going back to my default setting of... When there are bombs overhead,
0: yeah, then let me know. Like, right. Then, until then, uh, I got some stuff to do. Yeah. Like, we just keep cycling through these same stories over and over again. So, one thing that's been dominating liberal anxiety is, like, the Trump coup thing, right? We talked about it on the last episode. I mean, who's still talking about that? Some people, it's, it's less and less. Like, Trump is even, like, Trump is, is not happening, for one thing. We <laughs> said that in the last episode, and we're going to continue saying that it's not happening. What do you, what do you see this morning? North, some guy in North Carolina wanted his money back.
1: Yeah, there was some dude who wants $2.5 million back because he, he donated that towards, like, the trials to try and prove that yeah. this was, like, <laughs> false. And now that he's seen the fruits of his efforts, he's just like, yo, I want my money back. $2. Okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like the Georgia recount happened and thrifted. Yeah. And like the Pennsylvania home judge in Pennsylvania was like, yeah, this case has no basis. He was was very sassy. He was extremely sassy about that one. Uh, He was pissed at Michigan for doing the same thing. Nevada doing the same thing. He's basically run out of sycophantic 25 year old weirdos to like install into the Pentagon. So that complete takeover of the military, also not happening. And he's even now negotiating against himself, setting terms for his own exit. Uh, He said like two days ago, like, well, if the Electoral College decides that Joe Biden is the winner, then I'll leave. And, and, you know, they're going to, so he's going to leave. Well, but once again, uh, big Gemini energy. Like, yeah, oh, You yeah. don't tell me. I, you, 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 I'm not fired.
1: <laughs> I yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it
0: is. Like, he's, he is going to be like, well, you know what? It, fuck it. I don't even want to be president anyway. Yeah. Absolutely, he's like, like this y'all, job is for
1: fucking suckers. <laughs> yeah, yo, only fucking losers decide to be only present. losers are president. Yeah. Two terms are for fucking bums. I got I got
0: money to make. Yeah, yeah, I got money to make. And like I wonder, I don't even know if he's like still all that nervous about going to jail, like people no. say he was. I think he's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. They they look out for their own. And mm-hmm. he's like, as much as a fucking like degenerate example of American power that Trump is, they're still gonna protect him. You know he'll be the he'll be the weird cousin. You know that they like mm. don't introduce to any of the important people, and they like maybe they sit him at the kids' table or something like the junior table when so it comes down. What to What about people game.
1: saying that he's going to run good in twenty twenty four?
0: I mean, like that's possible mm. because like running for president was a pretty lucrative grift for him. Like mm. he raised a bunch of money, mm. so yeah, he could, he could definitely want to do that. We'll see, though. I mean. Either way, he's not gonna be. <laughs> we're not gonna see like the uh, Trump brand stormtroopers marching down Penn Avenue in Washington D.C. and the the big T flags like draping down the sides of the White House. That's
1: right. Right. Not uh, yeah. So you always talk about pendulum swings and stuff like that. So since now we got middle of the road Biden, what comes next in terms of? Who are the right going to try and push the next time around?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, coalescing back against Trump might be a winning strategy for them. The Republican Party is kind of like in disarray right now. They don't really know who's going to be the standard bearer for this new sort of like shape of the party. Because, like, Trump Trump shook it up. And we've heard this entire, for, like, the last four years about these establishment Republicans. Picture Mitt Romney, right? Mm, like, the mm-hmm. nice guy suits that are supposed to, like, oh, this office is supposed to have, to like, decency and all that kind of shit. They're still in the party now that Trump's gone. But uh-huh. the base of the party, like, the voting block of the party, is firmly fixed to Trump and, like, Trumpism. Firmly
1: fixed to Trump. But if those people feed off of the same sort of spite energy that I do... Yeah. Uh, if he's no longer in office uh, What are the chances That they just give up On politics again Over these next four years And just like uh, Yeah fuck it, uh, it yeah, my, guy, my guy is out And so like I'm going back to not caring Remember that Michelle Bachman lady uh, She's so High High above uh, that, that one what? That's a different Bachman. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. Tal Bachman. She's so, you know, I'm just showing my pop culture roots. That's all. The cool people will understand. Anyway, no one is going to understand that. Uh, please, listeners, if you know this, Brian Ganella. She's is the author of Yes, absolutely. That is not... Bachman That's not deep blow-up Brian's DMs. Thought... What? Continue. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Gonna... Who, who? who Michelle Bachman? Yeah. I don't think
0: that's who did that song. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. I'm always it. All right, so, Jerome was 100% right. I will own that. I shouldn't have doubted him. It was Tal Bachman. That's who sings that song. My All right. Gosh. <laughs> You should. While you
1: were reading Buddha's books, I was listening to Z one hundred and four all the time. That was my life.
0: Whatever. Okay. So anyway, point is, <laughs> Michelle Bachman was that lady who was, she like used to be a witch, remember? And then she was like a tea party like lady. She like ran and, and got into the House of like, Representatives. like real old school Wiccan. Yeah, kinda. But she went to like hardcore to the religious right. Like right. before she entered her political career, she was famously like on MTV like back in the nineties as like a Wiccan. And oh then, wow. And then when she entered the Political theater She was this like Hardcore like Religious right Conservative values Sort of like Tea yeah, party Yeah So she was an outlier She was like She was definitely A representative of that Fringe movement Of the Republican party That started with Obama The mm. Tea party As you I'm sure you may right, remember yeah. Right Are they like A legit thing still? Well They just get Kind of like Absorbed into the center Sure So that's what I'm saying it's like The people who got Elected Elected uh, And kind of Infiltrated the government Weren't really like The Steve Bannon Alt-right disciples Or like Influenced people by like Trump, you know, mm. it was like the QAnon weirdos like got in, and they'll probably be outlining QAnon weirdos for maybe like two, two more years, you know. Yeah. And then when they're up for re-election, they'll be like, "All right, do I want to be a politician or not?" And then they'll probably drift towards the center, and maybe like still toss out the occasional like QAnon bone to like their base and stuff. But I don't know. Mostly they just like assimilate and play ball. So i don't know who's i don't know who they're gonna push forward but i have a feeling that if we do go through four years of biden with like no no real change to like material conditions for everyday americans like the parties will either finally split outright or like they'll put some real like dangerous savvy kind of maybe like real fascist like hmm. in, into the power booth like that tom cotton dude do you still think biden's not going to give us any money i don't know dude i think it's extremely unlikely his transition team, which he just keeps kind of, like, stacking with all of the people, you know, the entire time in the primary we were asking him not to stack it with. He's tapping Rahm Emanuel for maybe considering him strongly for transportation secretary. Do we have any, any say in this? Do we? Not really. Nothing. nothing? No, because we're not giving him, like, we're not giving him billions of dollars. And, like, he's already got the nomination from us, too. Like, Can
1: we start? Dachshund, like deep diving Oh no no I'm calling for these people to be cancelled Just cause I don't like them What do we do <laughs> to, get, to to sway No see this is the thing already I keep saying like what do we do to do There's nothing there's nothing There's to nothing sit back though, and watch.
0: there there's like there's literally nothing we can do other than like affecting his his cash flow, right? Like that's the real motivator behind all of these decisions, these placements, right? Cuz a lot of these career politicians that he's putting into his cabinet are either like well established with the lobbying community in Washington DC and various like corporate interests or they're just from that sector anyway. Like that woman we were talking about, Michelle Flornoy. <laughs> last episode she's you know she's from like one of those fucking like defense industry consultant firms where she just like advises of people on how to like make more efficient algorithms for drones and stuff like that so like Mm -hmm. she's very much from that industry and now she's going to be in charge of the branch of the u.s military that buys the most stuff from that industry so you, you know what i mean like you see the problem there that kind of, like, integration of yeah. these two elements. Cause yeah. Just, you know. So, like, Rahm Emanuel was the mayor of Chicago after his tenure in the Obama administration. Famous recently for helping the Chicago police cover up the murder of an unarmed black teenager named Laquan McDonald. Hmm. So, again. And he's being tapped for no. what Transportation oh. secretary, which is a pretty powerful position in the cabinet. It's like, in charge of, like, buses and trains and highways and stuff like that. Right,
1: right, right. Were uh, there any cool plans? Shipping. For that? Are we getting, like, underground? You'd
0: think so, but light no. Light rails,
1: mag rails, nothing?
0: <laughs> no, no, no mag rails, nothing like that. I think there would make maybe a planned extension for Amtrak tracks, like the regular ones. Like, who cares? Who takes Amtrak? I know, no one does. Yeah. I hate this. And then, like, Elon Musk is, like, putting forth, like, the no. private tunnel idea. No, no, Have you no, seen no. that shit? Nope. Where it's, like, you go down into, like, the subterranean level of a city, and you get to, like, ride in these individual capsule cars it's like a private subway
1: the most he's he's, so he's doing uh, the island or in minority report yeah some dumb
0: sci-fi cliche again like when it's individual (laughs) that's like the thing with like American consumer uh, like culture it's like everything's centered around the individual right so like when you're building a new transit system in an urban area where there's like high density population and you're just focusing on like the individual and like individual transportation and individual experience oh I saw it's I saw super something counter-intuitive.
1: about <laughs> how like American cities are super poorly planned mm-hmm. and that like people who live in the city or people who like work and are from the city should be living in these cities that are integrated to, like, create structures where people can just walk everywhere. And so yes. people don't have to drive in and out of the city uh, and then have to, like, be pushed out into places where there's no public transportation you and know, shit. Like. The
0: advent of the car and, like, the interstate system was one of the worst things that happened to American cities. Like, you could look at the maps of, like, American cities, like, prior to the interstate. Mm. There were, like, whole neighborhoods, like, sections of the city that just get completely erased so, like, an overpass can go through it. And it changed the shape and the flow and the planning of cities, like, ever since, you know, it it was mass built in, like, the late 50s and 60s. Jeez. Yeah. Real game changer. And not, and just so people can, like, do it themselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, go to work by themselves in their own little bubble. Mm. Like, that's the thing about the car. The car is very sacred to the American, you know? Oh, I feel that way. Right? You feel, I mean, as a recent car owner, too. And I, I feel that way as well. Like, I like driving long distances and, like, being in my own little, like, chariot you know like Mm -hmm. that's a fun experience in the cities, it really makes no sense to have cars. No, like, in
1: the city, a car is what you get into when you leave your boyfriend's house and you fart a bunch. That's what you do. When yeah, you the car. That's what cars are for.
0: Yeah, that's what <laughs> farting. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> that's as your place. You, to, the
0: place to fart. As
1: soon as you leave, it's like a full, like full on five minute one. As soon
0: What's, as you're like driving away, I don't feel like I feel like the cost is not worth it. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs>
1: yeah, All I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying monthly knows? insurance just well, to have yeah. a, a
0: gas chamber. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just so you could like fart in a humiliation free zone or hey, like that i forgot
1: that i liked singing until i got my car again and i'm just wow. like holy shit i love to sing but yeah. like only in my car yeah. so
0: and at the cost of like you know infrastructure collapse like pollution like all that kind of shit. oh yeah 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 baby's carbon footprint mm-hmm. yeah, baby's carbon footprint yeah but americans love cars you know it's not gonna change and that kind of i mean that kind of like we've been railing against that individualist sort of mindset in America, since we started doing this pod it was like six months ago now i do miss riding the bus a little bit you know dude like imagine if we had a sweet like like mag like one of those suspended rail cars and shit mm-hmm. or anything like that or like the bullet trains that they have in like paris tokyo it'd be, china
1: it is always the dream to not have to, as much as i love driving it'd be the dream to not have to drive myself mm-hmm. oh living in the philippines having a driver was just great just you ever do the, the, the open streets
0: things that they do here
1: I mean, I see how much of an inconvenience they are. Yeah. See I
0: don't <laughs> right. I don't like them because everyone in the United States is bound to their cars, including mm-hmm. everybody who has to go to work. So to just like, you know, but to plug arbitrarily up arbitrarily close off some of the busy thoroughfares and fuck up that flow. Yeah, that's a little I mean obviously no ethical consumption of the capitalism that includes fun ah, uh but like geez. imagine if there were no cars allowed in the cities at all and it was open streets 24 7 365 oh that's pretty cool right i like that yeah
1: although i see nuisance teenagers on those uh i mean do do the scoobies count as public oh yeah they gotta go they gotta go because yeah, go. the amount of like fuck ass kids that i saw like doing a rough rider tricks down <laughs> on, <laughs> scoobies? on scoobies and shit damn like, like two three in the morning and i'm walking my dog and i'm just like what is this noise and I see a pack of teens just like barreling down the street and I always wish I had a break. in it. Yeah, so so <laughs> cities cities are for the walk in. Cities are for the walk That's what these boots are made for. That
0: is, that is what these boots are made for. And I don't, and again, I'm like, you know, moving away from Biden, like, I don't really know what cities are going to be like coming up now with the looming economic crisis. Because here's the thing this is why I feel like we're starting the podcast over in like the same point of time, mm. because like all of the material conditions that were like riling people up and making people angry in the summer are still here. And they're getting worse. And winter's rolling around, so obviously the energy's died down for that reasons and shit like that. But there's other cultural factors for why our our kind of like sense of urgency has also been like you know mitigated somewhat by this election. As
1: soon as Biden becomes president, cold or not, if we start protesting, what's that gonna do? Hey, give us. Minimum uh, stimulus, maximum, you know, whatever people are talking about, universal income.
0: Well, I think it's, I mean, I think that pressure is going to happen. Because, like, in the United States right now, there is 13,750,404 cases of coronavirus, almost 300,000 deaths. I think in Texas and California, there's a million cases of coronavirus alone. And like, this is just going up all over the United States. I think I saw this one graph that had like every little state lit up into the category of uncontrolled spread which was pretty alarming. I'm sure you got that text two days Ooh, ago. Did
1: not like that. Yeah. Where that it's like
0: an Amber Alert style. text. Yeah. Where it's like, we're running out of fucking ICU beds and nice. shit. And we were talking about this on episode one. Like this shit is all going to happen and it's all going to be this like really fucking like slow process, but eventually it's going to catch up to us. And it has. Like, over the summer, COVID ripped through the countryside and kind of got, like, embedded in there. Mm. So now all those, like, the poor fucking rural people who don't have any hospitals in, like, a three-county zone are shit out of luck. Because even the one hospital that they do have only has, like, two ICU beds. And, like, super spreader events just keep happening because, of, like, the wearing the mask and, like, the belief in coronavirus itself is, like, a culture war thing now. How
1: was—I didn't look, but were stores open for Black Friday? Yes.
0: Mm. yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) like some stores tried to again like Mitigate it a little bit. They're like, we're gonna have deals all week, so you don't have to like come sure. here. But you know, people are still it's, camped it's outside still, the GameStop yeah, trying it's, to get the PS Five. It's and part
1: of tradition. Man. Yeah, you can't break tradition yeah. in America. And it's also pandemic, like, be damned.
0: It's also like one of the only ways we have left to like feel good <laughs> about anything. It's like <laughs> that we just bought, we just cop that new PS Five or that Xbox. What is it? Like Ten Series or whatever. I got a new TV. I love yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like that that kind of shit is like when you when you're looking down the barrel of all this fucking stuff and you have nothing else and your whole life you've been conditioned to like treat, treat yourself. yourself like as yeah. a form of like self-care right. right i'm
1: gonna go ahead and treat myself
0: then yeah shopping is an important thing and Coronavirus, I don't care. Like, your brother had it, right? Man, yeah. so, <laughs> so my survived. brother had it, <laughs> yeah.
1: and then uh, he had it maybe like mid October, yeah. And then I get a text from my mom around Halloween, and she's like, How are you guys? How was your Halloween? And I'm expecting my brother to just be like, Oh, Yo, you know, just another day. He's just like, Oh, you know, I had went out and had some fun. <laughs> and I was just like, Wait a <laughs> second, didn't didn't wasn't two weeks ago? Yeah, you saying that you couldn't taste mm-hmm. anything, and now you're out, and then a few weeks later, I get a picture. From a wedding, neither of them are wearing masks. Like, maybe at at best, they take the masks off for the picture, you know? Yeah, let's just assume that.
0: At best, but goddamn. And he's in Florida, yeah, which is also teetering around a million cases in the state. So, like, your brother had it and it's still just like eh I'm going out I'm going to do the
1: numbers probably say you know I'm good I'm good money you know, you know what
0: that kind of reminds me of did you remember that story of the dude it was like a year ago now he survived that fucking shooting in Las Vegas only to die in a mass shooting in like a bar or restaurant thing in California Shut like two up. months later
1: yeah. Well, he... I'm going to victim blame him. No, no. Yeah, no. he karmically... He's doing something in his life. What are you
0: It's some, some fucking Final Destination type oh, shit? yeah.
1: <laughs> I think he missed it the first time around. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> so, like, I think there's something... That, I mean, maybe we can give him, you know, his flowers for not, like, being, like, you know, post-traumatic stress and, like, inability to go outside and all that kind of shit again. But there's also a component where it's, like mass shootings are probably just a normal thing for him. Like, he lived through it. And mass was, like, shootings has nature's way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, don't even just cut. <laughs> it's a, <this> is <laughs> Just throw up a big fucking, like, exploit right now. This is a with, new like, a natural <laughs> disaster. I mean, There's like, kind of, yeah, you're kind of right. You're, Nature versus nurture, bro. Bro, I mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> the fucking natural events are strapped. I don't know. But, like, Corona is now becoming, like, the next sort of, like, mass death event mm. that we're just sort of, like, internalized and like sure. taking in is new and like that in itself might be enough for like for people to remain plugged into the matrix for lack of a better metaphor yeah it might not be enough to jolt them out but it's the economic crisis that COVID is going to be responsible for Shit. uh that is coming Mm-hmm. and it, again this is another one of these things that these don't happen like instantaneously you right. know what I mean they're like they're slow burns you know you gotta watch the movie till the end and then you're just like fuck in the last 15 minutes and before I'm reading from this article which is something that he does often I, I do I, I'm the, I do the research for this podcast so we can be like a little bit educational and Jerome's responsible for the entertainment it's a Hello. nice dynamic it's, it's how it works waka waka yeah. <laughs> yeah okay uh, so uh, four major factors that are terrifying economists right now that are coming into play for this and this is like covid era depression right uh is the household fiscal cliff which is like 40 million americans are are up for potential like eviction or home foreclosure Mm -hmm. uh in the next like couple months Mm -hmm. three months to be exact because the cdc which is the center for disease control passed an eviction moratorium federally so nationwide Mm -hmm. that said that landlords can't kick people out if they're making their best effort to like pay their rent or something like that because it'll it'll Exasperate the COVID crisis Right Now there's a There's a bunch of Really shitty Fucking little loopholes In there to like Protect the interests Of the landlords too Mm. Where like The landlords don't Technically have to Tell you that the CDC eviction moratorium Exists So like They could just Evict you anyway (laughs) And Mm. like If you were too Ignorant to look it up Like And and how long Is this in effect Till Till January
1: Just January That's it No They gotta Re-extend that No no, no, no,
0: The CDC can't do it And like And the the... I mean The powers that be Gotta Well the congress Passed one with the Care Act and that expired in July. So it's been up to the states Like individually to pass it Until the CDC stepped in in September So like August And like beginning of September Before the CDC stepped in People were getting evicted And like we're seeing an increased rate of homelessness And shit like that So when they say the household fiscal cliff They're talking about people who have lost their dominant sources of income Mm -hmm. Because they're in one of these businesses That have been affected by either the shutdown Or just the lack of commerce in general Because people like half the people that would normally spend shit Are not Mm -hmm. going out and doing it They're saying going into 2020 21 the american economy is going to suffer like a 370 billion dollar loss from people just not buying as much shit as they normally do sure I would have been buying bus passes yeah the amount of spending so the that I did when I was yeah. like downtown just to yeah. work yeah. yeah yeah. so that yeah. all that shit adds up it's a huge part of our economy and it, it, they all feed into each other so like as these people who are now like burning through their savings because they don't have work and they still gotta like you know feed their kids and like keep a roof over their head <laughs> and shit
1: I just started I just tapped into my savings the other day for the first Man. time and I'm just like oh baby it's to sell art like mm-hmm. maybe I should do uh, Ooh, I'm very much just kind of like I'm just biding my time. I'm just Biden, <laughs> just my, my just, time. I, I tweeted that like, man,
0: like weeks ago. Like this should be the dude's <laughs> campaign slogan. I was like more like Biden time until the <laughs> end of the fucking Us, world, baby. Yes, that's it. I'm just <laughs> just
1: Biden time on the yeah. title of app. Yeah. Uh, Biden time. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping that like somebody's got to put more money in my pocket because yeah. I have very much
0: gotten used to this idea of I don't want to go back to a nine to five, dude. Again. I mean, but you're not on five, not even be there. Like, cause that's the thing. Like, as individual households are going broke, all of the small businesses that can no longer sustain twenty five percent capacity sure. every day throughout the oh, week, yeah. they're all gonna fold too because their uh, the eviction moratorium for them is gonna like expire as well, and like all mm. of these fucking back payments that they were supposed to pay when their PPE expires too, it's not good. Once small businesses that. Off, that's how larger businesses like Walmart, Amazon, all that kind of shit just pick up the pieces. Like, sort so of you're saying I
1: could get a Walmart in Lawrenceville?
0: Maybe I don't know. it no, tight, fuck no, uh, get or, or like, mover. or like Walmart will just buy all the storefronts and it'll be just like a Walmart brand, <gasps> like fancy popcorn store. Like Love Walmart. it, uh, <laughs> little
1: Walmart pop ups, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Just like that, just the electronic section, one specific location. That,
0: now you're thinking, like, you should hit up Walmart and be like, yo, Listen to this. I got this pitch because, like, they're going to be the only entities left with liquid capital to buy this kind of stuff. Damn. And then the the third thing listed in this article is the fact that the federal budget, the federal government, in the United States, they can just like make up money, right? Because they kind of like they have influence over the Fed. They just spend. But more then everybody, the everybody keeps saying money's going to not yeah, mean yeah, well, much because yeah, well, if that you that just keep it, making well, up well, money, yeah, huh? yeah, right. You know, we've all heard these fucking nerds talk about that shit. But state and uh, like local city budgets. Right absolutely do need to be balanced and in the black there was a whole arc story about this in parks and rec remember ben wyatt like don't make a face like you don't like that show i mean i watched it and i enjoyed it but it's not a quotable you think a depressed person could make this but you remember how those two characters came to that town in pawnee anyway right
1: ben wyatt he
0: they were there to balance the budget, right? <laughs> they were there to look at the fucking numbers. That shit absolutely fucking has to happen. And because of the lack of, you know, commerce from everyday people, like, in mm. cities not, like, seeing the exact amount of flow from the commutes like they, they used to, city budgets are at an all-time low. And, like, all these people who got evicted and shit like that, and landlords who haven't been able to collect rent from tenants, they can't pay their taxes to the city either. So, like, the city budgets are, you know, they're short. And So,
1: so what you're saying is Pittsburgh feels real dumb for spending three, how many Million on that little tunnel.
0: Oh, I'm probably stupid as fuck. In Pittsburgh, where we're from, like, I forget how much we're short, but we are short. And Bill Peduto is planning on, on making that up by just like cuts across the public sector, except for the police. He's given them 5.5 million more for next year's budget. But like, sanitation workers like teachers like those positions or like, bus drivers like all of those positions like the other social services I'm throwing to like
1: garbage into the street and making Pittsburgh an unlivable city and just be like take that goodbye. yeah
0: that'd be cool until like a week later when you get like you know sepsis or cholera and die says who I'm staying inside
1: <sighs> no dude dump it, all your trash outside everyone <laughs> no do not mm. listen to this
0: man <laughs> Do not I'm here to spread do not, chaos do not dump your trash out that's how literally, literally, pots. literally Really, that's what happened in 1917 when the spanish flu was here and like there was a garbage strike fucking other diseases from these the mass amounts of garbage that were piling oh. up
1: like and puduto doesn't want a new disease
0: oh no he does not pittsburgh
1: pollution disease mm-hmm. nobody wants that no,
0: i mean it's horrible optics for this dude but like that's the move all across the united states right as these cities are like looking at these numbers they're just gonna push more austerity on people cut social services and increase, you know, police budget so you know they can keep a lid on it when people start acting up because they don't got what they need. That's nuts.
1: But I mean, if <laughs> if a bunch of people are being evicted, oh, let's say they evict a the whole building and they need to burn the building down, they could. If they just do that a bunch. They, there's yeah. only so many fire people.
0: Right. Uh, but this, <laughs> this, what you're saying now, and this is like probably a good place to take a little break because we go we're going to go into like the uh, the psychoanalysis angle of this is like. Why aren't people angrier? Like, why don't people give a shit? Why are people coming like complacent? Or more importantly, why do people feel so overwhelmed by all of this stuff that they're just like paralyzed into inaction? So yeah, I sent Jerome a couple videos earlier, and I think maybe for the interlude um, of this, we'll play like a clip from that video just to set it up. By a documentarian named Adam Curtis called Odearism. Oh,
1: and that had a terrible effect on television news. Because when there weren't any good or innocent people to support any longer, the kind of news reporting invented in the 90s made no sense. Because the news had given up reporting them as political struggles, it meant there was now no way to understand why these terrible events were happening. But instead, political conflicts around the world, from Darfur to Gaza, are now portrayed to us as simple illustrations of the mindless cruelty of the human race about which nothing can be done and to which the only response is, oh, dear. It's like living in the mind of a depressed hippie. So I don't know what the uh, audio equivalent of, like, opening a van door and all the weed smoke coming out, <laughs> out. But that, That's what this should be. Yeah, I'll just whoosh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Scoob, let's get back ah, into the topics. Yeah,
0: so yeah, I sent you homework, which, you know, I made a hey, solemn vow never to do, but he, sometimes I he, have
1: to violate it. You got me when you said uh, it's only 11 minutes. Yeah,
0: time. I figured I figured including that would be a crucial to the cell. All right, so you watch these two little like mini short films we'd call them, I guess, whatever. Uh, what do you think about them?
1: Uh, Basically, it just explained why I've never liked watching the news. I remember I worked at Chocolate Factory a few years ago uh, down in RIDC Park. And it was the only time that I've ever been up, like, early enough at this point. I had to be there at, like, 7. And the news was always on in, like, the break room or whatever. And it was just always just like, shit, just depressing shit all the time. Locally, globally, and everything. And so, yeah, the video just basically talks about, uh... I don't know how the news began, but at some point they tried to like start showing us some stuff and just be like, hey, your support is doing great. And people gave all this money and then Live Aid. Yeah, it's all Live Aid. And then it turns out the money was going to the wrong people. And then you find out that the people that your money went to are fighting people who are even worse than that. So there's like, there are no winners. So like yeah. shrug, I guess, shrug. like the whole point of it. That, it like, oh, dear.
0: yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. I think he even talks about it in the second little video about like Syria, too. It's the same vibe, right? Yeah. Like Assad is bad. But wait a second. ISIS is here, too. And they're even worse than Assad. So like if we got to destroy ISIS and by destroying ISIS, you're actually helping Assad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the average person hears that. Right. And since there's no larger political context given to that story, right. it's just like you said, it's just like, here it is. Life is brutal. Here's another example of that brutality. Oh dear! What are we gonna do? And then move on to the next story. Do you think the average person could be challenged though
1: to uh, whatever you're proposing is the opposite of that? (laughs)
0: Like place things into a political context, (laughs) use dialectics. Like another thing that we've been advocating. So so what would
1: that look like at the end of the news segment? They would ask a question like,
0: "I mean, uh, when they even describe these events, you could always put, you could all. I mean, like you know this if you're in left Twitter circles, but like when you talk about ISIS, you, you know, you're like." Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, shady fucking, like, financial connections to, like, Israeli intelligence, like, the Saudi royal family, uh, United States intelligence, like, all that kind of shit. So, like, when you consider that and then you consider, like, the larger geopolitical situation of a war like Syria with all these different sides... It becomes more when you all right uh, put it real simply when you start thinking about it in the plot line like a Game of Thrones type scenario where mm-hmm. there is no like clear cut good guy and bad guy and yep. everybody is sort of like out there for themselves. Yeah, you understand the sort of like complexity of like real politics. Wham! Wow. Right?
1: See, see, I always need I was you going wide and uh-huh. I saw that look Ooh. in your
0: eye and I was That's just like, I'm gonna make this real <laughs> short and, and simple. So I, yeah, it's that idea like you know what are the financial motivations for these kind of things things. Like, when they, um,
1: Littlefinger wants to be on the Iron Throne. When I try to understand a person's motives, I assume the
0: worst. Choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, Littlefinger maybe gets supported for it by the Iron Bank because they realize that he's a solid choice or right. like a capable leader or something like that.
1: Until he's pushing people out the fucking
0: moon door. Yeah, until he's doing that kind of shit. I so mean, it's like, we, come uh, on. place that in the real world context with, you know, Syria. It's like, you can't just get by on this narrative that like Bashar al-Assad is like this unique one of a kind dictator uh, mm. who's the worst. Mm. If opposition to Bashar al-Assad is like ISIS, who's objectively more worse if you mm. just like look at what they're doing. So then you have to start examining it in the complex kind of thing. That's absent. But you're
1: asking news. you're asking Johnny Farmer, who just got done working at the
0: mine. I'm not asking no. I'm not asking Johnny Farmer to do anything. I'm okay. asking the news to do more, right? Oh. And, and what, I'm, what I'm gonna, we're going to talk about in this segment is why the news doesn't do more and why they present all this information to us in a very sort of specific way way. It's like they have an agenda? (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, people who like Noam Chomsky will know it as manufacturing consent, that term. I don't know if you've ever heard that term, but that's a term. Yeah, it's just like, sort of like the news guides opinions into one sort of direction. And in this country, it's sort of in this, like, white supremacist, don't question the existence of capitalism Uh, angle. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. Like, we accept all of these things that are happening as just sort of like like you were saying, like hurricanes, like natural fucking disasters, like mm. these are, are part of mass shootings, there's nothing natural about them. buddy, <laughs> Like in so. so much that humans are doing them, no way these are things that could actually be changed mm. significantly if mm. through political means
1: I saw something about $200 tax per AR type weapon sure how you feel about that sure
0: but i mean will that really stop it though no yeah probably not (laughs)
1: because the people who have money will just be the ones to mass accumulate them and they're just like whatever
0: yeah and like you know it'll go out in the black market somehow or like the people will just have mental health issues that will go unaddressed by the system and they'll just like get pushed out through that i don't know you know what i mean like there's a lot of contributing factors to like the the mindset of a a mass shooter like in, in the united states like i've heard a lot of like different Ideas put out about them. One thing that kind of rings most true to me is it's a way of committing suicide, sure. and taking people with you yeah. because it's like it's like a rage suicide. Wow, um, rage quitting. On yeah, the world. rage quitting. exactly Yeah, yeah, rage quitting on the world, and then just like that's say As many people that can go with me are going with me. Um, if you hear your
1: siblings or loved ones talking in such a manner, people. Red flag.
0: Oh, yeah. Red, use red flag. Where, uh,
1: where do we, how do we make that popular? I don't know. TikToks of like, my brother's a psycho. and, here, and somebody come and help, please? Yeah.
0: And here, <laughs> but, but here's the oh dear thing, right? Because like, one of our alternatives right now is like, we got to call the cops on them. And then we don't, but we know that the cops are also bad. So it's like, sure. What do we do? There and, was a
1: there was a gunman in Millvale at my boardroom. Oh, yeah. House, tell this story. Just a couple doors down. And, uh, you know, basically, he was able to walk away in handcuffs. Yeah. Tell you that much. You know, there were no shootouts. Hmm. Uh, hmm. So. Could you describe hmm.
0: this perpetrator? Well, I can tell
1: you <laughs> they, their house is covered in Trump stuff oh. and all these signs about like gun rights and huh. all that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Strange. Strange. Yeah. yeah.
0: Strange how that happens. Right. But again, that's already probably passed through your body like water, right? Like, not a second thought. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? That's not normal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> to like to look out and just
1: see like SWAT <laughs> things all over the place and just yeah. see people like screwing together weapons that I only see on Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm just like, what? yeah, you're right. It should right. be normal. All but I'm just like, mm, that's no not
0: popper. Not normal. Not normal at all. So like, the thing with all of these horrible like little like fucking phenomena, right? If you go out and do the fucking research on all the studies and all the fucking correlating causes and effects for all these fucking like societal problems they always, always, always usually can be distilled down to like yeah, they were poor they didn't have access to shit the stuff that they needed they couldn't get to because they were poor you know, like, mm. you know, they need medical treatments. They needed like fucking like uh, free access. You're, you're to specifically healthcare. talking about mass shootings? Yeah, we can just use that as an example. Or like, you know, people who are about to be fucking homeless because, mm. the, you know, the well, business I shut mean, down or they don't have the fucking health insurance to treat COVID f- when they get it. What about dudes that just get
1: rejected by women and then that's enough to send them off into a tizzy? Like that was happening guy guy in L.A. a couple of years ago he went on a small mass shooting thing
0: oh, because he kept right. being
1: rejected by women and yeah, kinds kind of stuff. So, yeah,
0: like, so I, that boils down to probably... Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Kind of a good gotcha too because that's like a little bit of an outlier. But like, who the fuck was he talking to online to put all those ideas in his head anyway, right? With
1: stuff like that, <laughs> that to me is just like people who don't know how to settle, who keep like shooting beyond their means perhaps or whatever. Like if you don't even have the capacity to like...
0: It ch- charm somebody oh yeah for sure individually speaking there was, yeah. like that guy was not charming like and i'm sure he there was were very, things I'm about sure him that people were like right, exactly right. but here and here's where i think it could potentially connect and this you can tell me if this is a stretch right mm-hmm. this is how it potentially connects to like the culture uh of abject look poverty look at in you, the
1: airbending States. trying to make this work I'm doing this
0: <laughs> all right so this, you know that this dude, like, probably was egged on by a community of incels online, oh, right? Oh,
1: shit. And, like,
0: those guys are probably not all coming from that exact same socioeconomic right, right. background of him. And Because like, you
1: don't have to be rich to have your heart broken. Egged,
0: or you don't have to be rich to sit on 4chan in the basement, like, sure. all, day, all day long, yeah. right? And also, like... We know that capitalism is expressed in the United States through, like, the lens of white supremacy and the lens of patriarchy and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, the values of misogyny are cultural values that capitalism also purports. So, like, again, if you don't have you don't have a way out of this system, you're kind of stuck in this lower rut of this system. Mm-hmm. And you have the powers that be that run this system are telling you, oh, it's like, you know, it's their fault. Like, it's these people's fault. Mm-hmm. It's like all this kind of mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. That creates... That culture of toxicity, right? And that I'm sure being exposed to that and like emerging himself in that. Help that rich guy make right. the decision to pull trigger on a bunch of innocent.
1: Right. People. Which <clears throat> mostly that's just saying that rich people should never hang out with poor people. And no, have- no,
0: fuck you. That's not what I'm saying. Fuck we don't <laughs> need rich people, right? The class antagonism <laughs> needs to get needs to get gone ever. It's not like they can't fucking merge. But damn it, Drum.
1: No, I, I was just trying to get <laughs> us back on subject. I'm trying to get
0: you riled up again, but Yeah, anyways. I mean I'm getting uh, yeah, you missed accomplished. <laughs> anyway, did I airbend out of that gotcha? Uh, you're good. Just a little yeah. I hit myself a Here's little the bit thing. The... I, I, Yeah, let's Push. just uh, what you got next on your little list, right? <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying though. All of these fucking things because they're never placed in like a socioeconomic context or like in a political right. context. People just assume that they're natural facts of life. They're unavoidable things, right? Sure. Yeah. And they don't. They don't have to be, right? Right. And
1: we see. Uh, we see instances of that in other countries doing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. if Not better, especially
0: in regards to corona. You know what I mean? Like even we can even point to countries that are by and large still like neoliberal capital, like New Zealand, for example. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot of conditions as to why New Zealand was able to beat COVID because they're very fucking isolated. Like, off. Awesome. have fish it's... in a beach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, small yeah. off in the world and like people were going there. But New Zealand also had a stronger social welfare state and like, you know, a government that isn't as like bloodthirsty and ruthless as the United States. Sure. So they took care of their people a little bit better. But the best examples of countries that handled COVID like around the world are all marches Leninist like states with centrally planned economies who prioritize the people over property and and profit and all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. but regardless the one of the reasons why people in the united states can't just like obviously look at that and be like why don't we have this like why aren't we doing this is because of the way we've been conditioned to consume media right which is that unending barrage of cruelty and like that these things that happen that are bad they don't want them to connect them to capitalism they're like don't even look don't even look behind this curtain capitalism is good it gives us all this fucking freedom and all this fucking stuff and like that's just a given you can go buy a fucking tv you can feel good all that kind of shit
1: i mean you know to your to uh some of whatever point i, I again we'll, <laughs> but anyways just like the way that uh <laughs> i hear i hear communists and yeah, i still yeah, hear yeah. like uh, in my head i'm just like ooh, communist or whatever Anytime somebody mentions capitalism in an argument, I'm just like, turn my little engine on. I'm like, here we go. Fucking, yeah. Someone's talking about capitalism. I already know where we're going with this or whatever. So like... It's, Is it because you hear that-
0: mostly anti-capitalist arguments or pro-capitalist arguments?
1: Anti-capitalist oh, right, yeah. arguments. I yeah. mean, no one likes it. Nobody likes yeah. it, but only certain people. And it's not like a, a bad thing. It's it's woke people. Yeah. The people who yeah. know. Yeah. Only the people who know talk about it. Yeah. And so... If you're in just a regular-ass conversation with fucking dudes at AutoZone or whatever, guaranteed capitalism maybe comes up, like, once a week or something like that sort of thing. You know? So, like, you're right. People aren't talking about it. And I don't know. I think uh, in the same way that Hank feels like as soon as we start... Going, to, Hank is uh, the, the the bumpkin I was talking Code to name. over the summer. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> if he thinks that the only way to a better future is that like you have to give up your stuff because they just still don't know better yeah. and they still yeah, yeah. think that like you know what do you mean capitalism i gotta stop buying stuff because still to this day even me like when you start going in on capitalism it's so crazy how much i picture the Optimus prime uh from beast wars mm-hmm. but like the trans metals one where he becomes like a tank and stuff whenever i think about people <laughs> like with capitalism I'm just like yo but i want my Optimus prime tank like and i i won't be able to get that with capitalism yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah like if like, I'm still there after listening to this stuff, yeah. I have to imagine that's where most people are. Like, so, it's like
0: this fear that, like, stuff only exists because of capitalism. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, like, I could understand that. And I think that's, like, that's part of this whole, like, presentation of reality, too. Is, like, look at all this stuff that capitalism provides for us. Like, this is what they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's... Don't you like that? Like, isn't that great? Like, that's all, that's all you need to look. That's as far as you need to go. Like, you don't need to go into the back and see how the sausage no. is made and all that kind of shit. But, like capitalism creates contradictions that cannot be resolved by capitalism. And they get, just get worse and worse and worse. Like until there's some sort of like counterbalance.
1: Like they're just sweeping more under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, credit like only exists because it was a contradiction that capitalism had to resolve. Right. Because capitalists obviously don't want to pay workers very much for their labor. Like it's in their best, in the capitalist's best interest to get labor for the cheapest possible price. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, wages had gotten to the point where it was nice and kind of stagnant wasn't going up this was in like the 70s like the late 70s uh and then because wages didn't go up inflation started to go up because people weren't buying shit Hmm. and then that's when they were like well how the fuck do we get people to like spend stuff if they're using all their wages appropriately on like rent and like car payments (laughs) and shit like that they're like well what if we invent a system where they can like you know spend money on, on credit and like give them cards. And that's brilliant. And then, they, yeah, it's been going ever since. And
1: then they make you love it because then the Flintstones have their own credit card. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all cool. that shit.
0: All that shit to normalize that kind of stuff happens, like, real instantaneously. Advertising in America is so fucking slick. Oh, I mean, oh, that's what oh, Mad oh, Men was all about, right? So, again, capitalism cannot resolve these contradictions, right? Mm-hmm. So they just keep getting more and more exasperated. As these crises keep getting worse and worse, they had to actually even, like, change the way we sort of perceive them. There was this divergence in like how we interpreted politics. This is what the video talks about, right? With the news, where it started being presented to us in this really like simple narrative where we had good guys to root for and bad guys to hate. Yeah. And then when the actual events would unfold and reveal that they were much more complicated than just that simple binary narrative, that's when they just switched to the presentation of odierism, which is just like, this is bad. Bad things happen. That's something that we have to just accept about life. So... What
1: would it look like if the news was still giving kind of information that you think the news should be giving? If it wasn't just, like, saying, like, hey, guys, like, everything sucks here. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: mean, like, here (laughs) we are doing the same thing. I don't know, like... the news spends way too much time, like, dissecting, like, sentences from our, our dickhead president uh, or outgoing president or whatever uh, than it does, like, actually reporting serious COVID statistics and, like, letting you know, like, what to do and, like, where to go or, like, when vaccines are coming or, like, even, like, there's no more, like, appeals to, like, common action through, you know, to politics through, that comes to the media. That used to be a thing where, like, people would get on board and be like, well, you know, maybe we could get that vaccine out there for free or some shit like that. And like that would be coming from like a news anchor or something like that. But hmm. that doesn't really happen too much anymore unless it's like editorial, like talk news MSNBC, Fox News, which is just more into that echo chamber, like sort of like atmosphere of like news dialogue now. Social media came around and now because the algorithms are so good at giving you that feedback loop of what you like and what you agree with. Mm-hmm. We've heard this term come around with like echo chambers. Um, yeah. So when you're just in that feedback loop of shit that you agree with, you get roped into that narrative and that's like all you can see. Even this constant odierism of like, here's another event. Here's another series of unfortunate events, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's even compartmentalized even further where there's like a conservative series of unfortunate events. And then there's like a liberal series of unfortunate events. And they all have different villains and maybe different like cosmetic motifs. But it's still all the same shit. Like there's no solutions. Mm -hmm. Like you're just mad, just increasingly mad and mad, 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 mad. To the right, it pushes people in really scary directions. Is that because the news is still, like, claiming to be objective,
1: you know? Is that that why
0: they're not pushing? I I don't know why. I think that the news has a vested interest in protecting the multi-billion dollar conglomerate that it is. It's not too invested in, like, sowing the seeds of its own destruction by saying how, like, bad capitalism is. That's... Okay, yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's that's good. That's pretty... You get that? Yeah, that I understand. But I mean, the overall point of this whole segment is to talk about how this media presentation of the news has affected how we deal with COVID Mm -hmm. and like why we're just sort of like internalizing it as this just like this natural fucking thing that just happened and it sucks, but it's like a hurricane. Like there's nothing you can do around it. If people died in it, that's tragic, but it's part of nature. So, like, that's life, buddy. The complete failure to deal with with the coronavirus pandemic in the United States is 100% a man-made thing. Like, oh. it's a failure of policy and planning. Like, these are things that can be corrected <laughs> by, like, well, I think, you know, talking. No, no, no,
1: the news <laughs> yeah. is boring. It needs yeah. to be a TikTok challenge. And I know, where I know, I know. If you know somebody who's died from COVID, you uh, paint your door lime green. Yep. And then all of a sudden you see all these lime green doors in your is that a real and you're like, no, oh. I'm making this up right now. Damn. Uh, and then no. all, yeah. all of a sudden you see all these lime green doors and you're just like, hey, yeah. it, maybe this is uh, serious. I don't know. Once again, and they're not showing us yeah they, they show me numbers you talk about yeah. like oh if they were showing us more statistics like but that's, but you're bodies. right
0: you're yeah well the shock value of it is definitely a part of it but the thing that you're saying is is part of it too it's like talking about the solution is boring it's boring mm-hmm. because it involves a lot of fucking organization and planning it's like people literally like doing formulas and like crunching numbers and like taking statistics and like Mm -hmm. all that bureaucratic shit that no one wants to pay attention to and this is again a qualitative difference between like a communist country and and a capitalist one right you have bureaucracies in both there's a bureaucratic process for both but one is a bureaucratic process just like driven towards the improvement of the lives of the people Mm -hmm. uh and like you know elimination of poverty and elimination of like oppression
1: and And, let me guess the other one is just a system that just trying to keep itself going. For profit,
0: yeah. So, like, those bureaucratic processes, one, since it's so obviously just leading towards, like, the enrichment of a few, is not really, like, trusted. And the other one is kind of like, you know, it's not trusted by us, but it's trusted over there because it mostly pays off. And, like, a lot of people say, oh, censorship, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sure, you can believe that if you want, but, like, you can also fucking, like, look into some fucking alternative shit than just, like, what you see on Infowars or MSNBC or the New York Times. Look into these fucking places like look into how these people live and like the way this shit's set up and like look into this idea of like uh interpreting world events that have cause and effect coronavirus like is a natural event in so much that it's a virus that emerged you know out of like a bat or whatever like some disease i don't even think it's a bat anymore like the the proof that it started in wuhan has been like significantly dropped by the world health organization the more it fucking investigates this shit but like The response to it, it's all decision-based by like governments and stuff. The United States completely dropped the ball (laughs) in a really bad way. And they did it for a lot of complicated reasons that really all just boil down to making money for like Mm -hmm. a couple people. Mm -hmm. The way that these glaring offenses don't create more outrage and kind of stuff like that is because they're presented to us, again, as this series of unfortunate events that never stops. And it leaves people feeling powerless like they have no fucking control or like damned if you do damned if you don't it's like again with why people coalesced around biden even though he's such an undesirable candidate that is like giving us nothing but they wanted this like this nightmare of like trump and like that kind of ride to end so they can't really see like long-term.
1: You know what the real, the real tragedy here, honestly, is that the Bayang video came out after Andrew Yang had already dropped out because if he had the Bayang song on his campaign while he was also preaching about universal basic income and stuff like that, that would have Absolutely blown Biden out. He would have gotten Kamala on his side, and this whole thing would have been solved. I don't know what the fuck you just said. <laughs> See, this this should lose you like yeah, like right. hype I don't even want this. For not I don't want even in that this is. in the podcast. Yeah, are you telling me you Yang Gang or something like that? No. <laughs> yes. Nope. Nope. I'm saying that, that like he had options. You what know, how's the, the bang? What? That's sad that you don't know that. It just goes to show that that our algorithms are way different. They
0: are different. I I
1: I follow black people is what it is. Uh,
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. this' another gotcha. is a gotcha. <laughs> no, I, fall, I mean, like my followers are full of just black marches, dude. So like that's that's again, okay. that's my echo chamber. It's like I I'm mean, on, I'm on left
1: Twitter What I was trying to get out of all this or whatever is yeah. just uh, that I I was absolutely thinking about that for the last five minutes. You what know? the uh,
0: bang song? Yeah, I got. I mean, like insert it into the episode, right? It's like, gonna, I'm it's gonna happen. Yeah. like I'll just hear what this is. Uh, Give it a, get a pause. Fake my reaction to it and, oh wow so that was it wow it's boom. culturally relevant Culturally <laughs> relevant.
1: it could have just been the deciding factor that shifted things uh yes
0: yeah so this again this idea right that these horrible things that keep happening to us don't have any kind of root causes mm-hmm. aren't connected to anything dialectically something that we got to get out of our brains one of the ways that we want to talk about how to get that kind of idea out of your brain of like helplessness and like is by literally like, lack of a better term, like picking up a shovel and digging. So I won't close this episode of talking with Jerome about two things that he and I do to help community build and like do some mutual aid and like, like helping other people is a form of empowering yourself and like making you feel a little bit better about, you know, the hopeless state of the world or something like that. And then more importantly, it, it's also a way of sort of realizing that these social problems actually do have cause and effect correlations with larger things and it becomes more clear when you do that kind of outreach work so jerome's been uh doing food deliveries yeah and these are we're gonna plug both of these programs that people should like volunteer and get involved too yeah
1: the uh i have a friend who works for the (laughs) pittsburgh restaurant mutual workers aid and he was always just posting on instagram that they need delivery drivers for these routes for food drop-offs and you know i have too much time on my hands talking about oh go to 1 to 9 to 5 again but like i need shit to do yeah. and if i'm claiming to like make art <laughs> and it's like maybe like 2 <laughs> minutes out of my whole fucking day i can spend some of my time doing something else so yeah i signed up for like at least once a week i've only done it twice thus far 2 weeks in a row but the first week it was so very easy <laughs> you pick up some boxes. The boxes are all very manageable. You don't even have to sort through, they're all the same stuff. You just text the person that you're on your way sometimes they respond and when they do respond or whatever you're just driving away and like I don't know like it's just it's always nice to hear thank you and for doing something like just so simple as just like dropping something off at somebody's door and you just keep going or whatever and some people say thank you so much and like I don't know just like this small little bit of appreciation for it's just like damn I don't know like this just reminds me of delivering pizzas you know yeah. this is I always talk about not having time to listen to podcasts boom I've got my podcast time now I mean, and making this work for you right and it's so like the second time around i took two routes now yeah. so you know i have time <laughs> and i should be using it for people other than myself and like for a while it was just like oh i'm doing a podcast that's making people think that that's enough and it's just like no that's not even close, not, that's like, no, this, like, is, close enough. this is <laughs>
0: bullshit for the record people we do not think we're doing anything like good <laughs> no. other than making a, a yuck yuck funny political show for like 10 of our friends uh, uh, <laughs> like, like we're not out here saving the world and no. shit like no we're trying we're talking about like stuff that we do do in real life but this podcast is not it,
1: right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, but also, I did you know end up I was I was talking to my roommate about it and just the idea in general about getting in where you fit in yeah. and stuff like that. And I was just and like,
0: like finding a role that you're comfortable with,
1: right. And I was just like I, I was talking about maybe in the last podcast we were on. There's things that people could be doing, building websites, mm-hmm. making flyers, mm-hmm. whatever. And she was just like, "Oh, I'd like love to make flyers for things, whatever." Once again, like people need to know that the need is out there mm-hmm. and. Not everybody's looking to necessarily tie themselves to an organization or whatever, whatever, but like, Hey, if you could just help us with this one thing or something like that, people are out there and I think they just need to be, some people need to be asked.
0: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So doing this, like, even though you've only done a limited amount of times, like, Other than, like, you know, the good feeling from here, like we said, it's like someone say thank you or, like, knowing that you actually, like, help somebody eat for the week or whatever. Do you feel—I mean, this is going to sound cheesy as fuck, but do you feel, like, a little less lost in, like, the fucking chaos of all that shit when you're doing that specific act? Do you have this, like, one-two move that you get to make uh, where you know that you're making a difference in someone else's life? Even like the fucking worst of the worst, like newsreel stories. They don't even matter in that sort of context, you know Mm. what I mean? Because it's like, you know that they're out there, but here you are, like, you're helping. And like, and you kind of like, I, I, you know,
1: even even down to like, not even to the families, whatever, even just uh, helping take the responsibility off of somebody else's shoulders of two more deliveries. Like, the guy that I did this for, he was just like, you're helping me out by not having to like do all this extra work or whatever. So, yeah. It's just if one like, small act of help ends up spreading out and yeah. doing more. Yeah. You know? And you
0: feel like. This is what we would say is solidarity. Like, mm-hmm. so do you feel that kind of sense? You are connected to the people that you just delivered food to, in the sense that yeah. you, there are other humans that you see and yeah. recognize, and you don't want them to starve. Right. So you're like, you're going to help them out. Right. And like, that's what solidarity is. It's like, we're all one fucking like mass. Like, we're many different things, but when we stand together, that's the one big mass. So the program that I want to plug is something called the Pittsburgh Unemployed Council. And this is, again, a thing where it's like, it was organized by a specific political party in Pittsburgh, but you don't have to be a member of that party mm-hmm. to volunteer and we're out there it's like a for workers by workers Type deal And we have two programs That are running out of it One is called File together Fight together We're out there Helping you uh, Navigate the fucking Unemployment system If you don't have Computer access Or you're just Confused by it Or some shit like that And like track down That fucking State benefit money So you can You know Live
1: I've heard stories Of people getting Retroactively Thousands of dollars yeah. Because they didn't Realize that they Were paying into The yeah. system for X amount of time Or just whatever The circumstances are So yeah.
0: we've I mean we've Helped dozens of people Over the course of the summer Like find some of them checks and it's like really made a difference and like they let us know and like Pucks uh, in Garfield and Brookline now but soon moving to Homestead are starting to collaborate with some indoor spaces and running mutual aid programs which will be like distributing like ration plans of like frozen entree meals from 412 Food Rescue to people or uh, Food Not Bombs will be collaborating with us in uh, Homestead doing basic groceries and like hot food preparation for people and then there's also like winter clothing drives and like collecting shit for people to like redistribute in need these are all things that if if you are free one day of the week, you can come down to either of these sites and just sort of like volunteer. You can like talk to the people who are there and like they'll find a role for you and like put you on the spot. And you don't have to come all the time. And I, you Yeah, know what I, I, mean? I do feel that vibe
1: even in just this small thing. If everybody just did a little yeah, bit, if
0: everyone just did a, a very little bit. <laughs> just a little tiny chip. Mm-hmm. Just chip in. And like the more you do that, one, the more commonality you create between the other people that you're organizing with, and then also with the people that you're helping. Mm-hmm. And then that spreads out. It's oh, like a pay-forward type deal. Somebody
1: will say, like, oh, you know, <laughs> people used to deliver food to my yeah, house, yeah, yeah. so I was very interested in that. And so exactly. I
0: and it's like, or maybe when they get back, if it helps them enough, and they're able to get back on their feet, you know, they're like, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give back. Mm-hmm. Like, that program fucking helped me get solid again, so I'm going to go down and like, give my fucking two hours a week and like, help This is going to help you get through your winter depression to have some purpose. Seriously, yeah. I mean, purpose is like, they say that the purpose of life is a life of the purpose. Like, that's the, the fucking move. And, like, not to get too deep into the philosophical rabbit well, hole of that. go there. I know. I'm at this is the end of the episode. So, like, we don't need to go there. Go there. Uh, um, just save it down the line or, or some shit like that. But, like, even if you think the nihilist kind of point of view like oh it's all meaningless like all big nothing or whatever you still got to make something out of that you get to if it's really no God and all that kind of shit and like whatever right. you get to decide mm-hmm. so like give yourself a good purpose and like a good and there's no better purpose than like helping other people and, and not just in time
1: and not just because there's a Christmas drive coming up that yeah. ends after that yeah. you know, throughout the and year and not just
0: because Joe Biden got elected and mm-hmm. you know what I mean because like the problems not, are not going to go away like COVID is not going to go away whether or not you don't believe in it anymore or it's it's like on the back of your subconscious somehow or you just think That, you know, it's just this big hopeless thing that no one can do anything about. And it's like, no, we can help each other. Like, we can always elect to analyze the situation ourselves and to make fucking decisions about our fate. We have that ability. We don't need other people to tell us this shit. We don't need permission from anybody to, like, do mutual aid and help out our communities and organize ourselves. All of that shit is very introductory. You know what I mean? That's not going to get to, like, socialist. State or or even full communism. Yeah, I
1: mean, you seem to be breathing my mind because I'm just like, oh, but then, like, okay, so what? We're like all scratching each other's backs. No, no, it's there's
0: it's there's way more to that, but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it in this episode. Yeah, this baby steps, baby steps, and that's the point. And like, what I'm saying is that this episode trying to impress us is just gonna be we're in some rough times ahead, (laughs) like, yeah, batten down the hatches, batten down the hatches, but also just like, don't forget about each other, don't even do that because that's like a passive thing, you know, like, Mm. don't forget about it. Actively yeah, we'll close the episode yeah. out with that song. But like <laughs> actively remember each other. That's what I'm saying. Like remember actively your fucking friend. Yeah. Remember. remember each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright. But uh yeah, unemployed counsel, look it up on Instagram uh at WestPAUC or a uh, Twitter at PGH U C. Jerome, what was the thing again for you? Pittsburgh uh, Restaurant (laughs) Workers Mutual Aid. Yeah, find it all on Instagram. Or find Pittsburgh Mutual Aid on Instagram. Or just like, just look around. Look around. Maybe just even ask the old lady across the street. It's it's as simple as
1: like, if you're on your way home, let's say you live in Wexford. Yeah. If you just stop by that place on your way home and then just grab that stuff on your way to your privileged life you are now helping out somebody in need and you can just like sit down and eat dinner and just like feel good and just be like damn that was
0: just like an extra 45 minutes and then you know the more you do this shit I am willing to wager on this podcast <laughs> you know uh, that the more you do this shit, the next time uh, a fucking crisis or something scary emerges up in the news, mm. you're not your reaction is not going to be oh dear. It's going to be like all right, what can I fucking organize to do? Damn, that's what I'm saying. Damn, yeah, it's like strength training, man. This is like the baby ups and the, and the jumping jacks. Dun 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 dun. All right, Q, Don't you forget about me. It's been another episode. Uh, <laughs> everyone sucks here. Uh, I'm Brian. See you later. Bye. Bye.